Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson Chris Scouts. Chris, it's a big day for FOA. We have a we have it's a big day for the department, but I see where your I see where your angle is. Yeah, I'm excited to have on the Officer of the Year this year, 2019 Corrections Officer of the Year, is Steve Cooklin, who is an ARU investigator and he works in FOA. So I'm excited to have him on today to kind of chat about, you know, his experience and what, uh, what his goals are for the next year to, to, to wear this crown and uh, be, the, be the officer of the year. So this is, this is exciting, Chris. What do you think? I'm just glad it's a crown and not a sash because that would be a little awkward. <laughs> that would be a little awkward, right? And you know, um, Chris, ARU investigators all have nicknames. We won't get into his. They know they're top secret. But hopefully by the end of the podcast, we can give you a nickname. Uh, I'm sure that would be I'm sure that would be fun. Maybe we have to edit that out. But I do think you did. Did Levins give you a nickname last time he was on? I, I was going to say, I, I, I'd rather hear Lowe's Hound Levins give the nickname than you. I think he did. I think he called you a hipster. I think, I, I think he called both of us a hipster. <laughs> well, I, I am pleased and honored to have on uh, Steve. We, welcome to Field Days Podcast, everyone. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So when your boss was on, like I said, we had a lot of fun with Lieutenant Charles Levins. He uh, he set the bar very high for the ARU to come on the podcast. So we're hoping that you can top that. Oh, no. No, no pressure. No, no. He no. does my yearly evaluation. So <laughs> no, I can't. Nice. Well, well said. First off, uh, we all know, Chris and I have mentioned many times that your wife, who also works for the department, Tony, she is over uh, in, in Saginaw now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she is, I guess, the current... FOA Candace Dunn, parole probation agent of the year. So she represented FOA very, very well last year. And I will say she killed her speech last year. She did a wonderful job at the banquet. Are you are you trying to top her speech? Are you uh, are you prepared for all this? What, where, where are you at with that? Oh, there's no question. I married up. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm not gonna try topping her speech. And frankly, I don't think I can even compete. So I'm just gonna sit silently and just wave. Very, very smart man, well said. But you know, in all seriousness, what uh, this is a bit, this is a big deal for the department. Um, I, I know it's a big deal for you. What you know, when you, when you were announced that you were, um, you know, the officer of the year at, at MCO, what what were your thoughts on winning this? Well, I was actually really, really shocked because the quality of people that were in that room with me. I guess I'd have to thank you, Greg, because I didn't do anything. Well, you uh, you, uh, you jinxed me what I felt, you know, talking yeah. about earlier in the podcast when uh, Dina was on. Yep. You mentioned that you really wanted to hear you, and then you mentioned my wife being the Candace Dunn, so I'm like, well, she just jinxed me, because everybody's <laughs> going to be looking, was like, well, there's no way we can have husband and wife back to back, you know, in the same house. But maybe in all actuality, you just relaxed me so That's much. Right. Yeah. So when I went into the interview, I was just like, well, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to be honest and relaxed, and so I, I'm going to have to thank you. Chris, I, I have to say right now, in this moment, um, I feel like Steve should be on this podcast every single time we do a podcast. I'm just, I feel like you should. He's great. He's, he's, he should be a co-host with us, I think. With me, right? We can just get rid of you, and then we can just have... <laughs> if he gives me comments like this, absolutely get rid of me. But, that, but that's very nice. You know, I, I'm sure it was nerve-wracking to go, you know, be interviewed with the, the, the panel, and you're every day tracking pretty dangerous fugitives. You know, you have a pretty dangerous job, and I know you guys are very, very good at what you do. Your team is amazing. Um, I know you guys have reduced the amount of absconders by almost... 50%, I believe, at this point, right? Uh, I think it's over 60%, 60% in the okay. past 10 years. You guys 
have done an amazing job helping keep Michigan safer, um, you know, getting some some pretty dangerous people off the streets and really, you know, reduce the number of scatters we have out there right now. But in addition to that, I know you, you do a lot of extra stuff um, outside of work. And can you talk about some of the stuff that you're doing? I'm, I'm very uh, supportive in the local Little League in Bay City. You'll find me behind the plate or on the field umpiring for the kids. I don't have kids that play in Little League, but I do have my son plays high school ball and my daughter plays softball and things like that. Girl Scouts and Cub Scouts. I'm no longer involved in Cub Scouts because my son's too old and by my daughters and Girl Scouts. The Candace Dunn recipient, she's quite active in that. Yes. <laughs> so I guess going back to to your, your job, I mean, you were you were an officer uh, to start? Yeah, I was an officer for 18 years. Which facility? I started in Macomb Correctional and then I transferred up to Saginaw Correctional. Okay. What, what was it about ARU that, that made you want to take that jump? Just the interest, being in the service, I felt I had something that I could add to the team and help the cause, I guess you would say. What do you say to people? I mean, do people email you or approach you that are in either in FOA or, or in a facility and ask about ARU, like what's your pitch to them? Last week I was down at the academy, one of the, what they call them, recruits, new ones, and um, <laughs> asked me if the military helped me get my job. and. I don't think military had anything to do with it. Just being a, a self-motivator, take initiative, be a forerunner and everything. Those are things that your supervision will see while you're inside the facility. And then when it comes around to interviewing and talking to references, hopefully those are the words that are coming out of their mouths because that's the type of people we need. Like I said, self-motivators, take the initiative. Well, so to be an ARU investigator, you know, other than being a motivated, can, can you talk about the job, what it consists of? on a daily basis what you're doing every day you know to help number one track down fugitives but to keep michigan citizens safer to talk about the job a little bit it all depends on the day you know you get the referrals from the office you open them up and you just start digging for information you don't want to waste unneeded time you want to be able to get them as quickly as possible so you cut the meat down to the bone and go to the spot where you think it's best to find them yeah i mean your guys' job's a little different. These are these are individuals who have left with flood supervision, right? And your guys' number one job is to find them and get them back into custody so that we can handle the violations. And I know a lot of that involves, a lot of your team are involved with, with federal task forces and, and, and local and state task forces. Can you talk about collaborations that we have with other people in the job? I'm with the U.S. Marshal Fugitive Task Force in Detroit area, and just us being affiliated with these task forces, it gives us connections in different police agencies. It gives us a longer arm to reach out. I believe you guys talked about it on one of your podcasts where we arrested a kid who absconded, and I tracked him down. He was on a Frisbee golf mm-hmm. World well, Cup. I love yes. this story. Yeah, and, uh, through, professional Frisbee golfer, right? Through the assistance of a concerned citizen and you know be able to reach out to the u.s marshals i think was down in south carolina you know we were able to get him in a matter of hours i think we kind of saved him face because he was in last place so <laughs> well yeah you say um, you get him in a matter of hours to, to tell people where you got him at was he oh, coming off the, the he golf? was coming off he was <laughs> you know what, what made me start tracking him in the frisbee golf is he won like a U.S. Open or whatever, which qualified him for the World Cup, and he won quite a substantial amount of money. So throughout the summer, we were watching different local frisbee golf competitions and throughout the state, and I was just never able to bump into him. But I put my name out there enough and passed out enough cards that some concerned citizens said, "Hey, he's down here," and so we made some calls and. It was at some university, I don't I can't remember all the small details, some university in South Carolina. We made arrangements with the coordinator and had 
Marshall standing off to the side, and so when he came up like the ninth or 18th hole for the day, they were waiting for him in the reception tent. I don't even know if he got his free burger or not, but. <laughs> oh, I love the stories. Yeah, but, and, and there's a lot that goes into, I mean, obviously there, there's a great payoff, but I, I wonder if, if some staff think that ARU's job is, is all kicking in doors and you know, showing your gun and, and, and arresting people, but I, my guess is a lot of that is surveillance and doing all the research and break it down, like what constitutes a big chunk of your day? Is it looking up stuff online and then doing making calls? And I would say 95% of your day is sitting watching something and on your computer finding information and 5% is actually hands-on clearing houses, arresting people. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are very easy to work with. I mean, you guys you guys go above and beyond to help out our field staff. I don't know if Lovins makes you guys do that or if it's just because you guys like the field. I don't know, why, why is that, Steve? We're all one team. If you're a parole agent or absconder agent or probation agent, we're all one team. And we understand that, you know, if you're calling us because it's something you don't feel comfortable handling, then it's our time to step up and help out and be there for you guys. No, and then obviously you can tell that you really enjoy your job. You'd probably much rather be out probably doing surveillance right now than sitting here <laughs> talking, oh, I got, talking about I got the rest lined up. So as soon as I get out of here, I got, <laughs> Stackers I got stuff stacked <laughs> yeah. up. Probably be even more hard for you uh, come the, the banquet night to be sitting there in a ballroom and, and accepting an award and being on stage. I mean, what, what's all this mean to you to you know to get this award and then be part of this whole ceremony like i said it's quite uh overwhelming you know like i said i just i just look at myself i'm just somebody's just doing my job and enjoying it and it, it means a lot that people actually recognize that i'm doing more than what i think i am it's a little overwhelming or actually it's a lot overwhelming but yeah i'm looking forward to it and i'll i'll do my best to represent the department. Well, it's it's, it's you and it's it's ARU. I mean, ARU had a, somebody in the top five last year as well for uh, for officer of the year. So yeah, Tom, Tom Johnson. Yeah. yeah, and I see when when I get the was it the monthly reports uh, on arrest, uh, you and Tom and some of the other guys are always right at the top. Top guns. Top guns. Yeah. Have you, have you got have you won the belt yet? No, I haven't won the belt yet. <laughs> well, I guess you got the employee of the year. So a shout out to Grimbowski. He won it for this quarter. Thank you, Grim, for representing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are all amazing. I mean, you're the recipient of, of this year's Officer of the Year Award, but you know you have a lot of, of teammates who are great at what they do and are, and are helping the department get some pretty dangerous people off of the street. We can't thank you enough for what you do every single day. I know it's a very dangerous job, You know what you do for FOI, what you do for CFA, and what you do for your community. And you know, Steve, thanks for coming on Field Day's podcast. We, uh, we can't thank you enough for, for stopping by and talking about your, your award. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Chris. Well, it's great to hear you know Steve talk about what it means to him to get this get this award because it's a huge award. I mean, what an honor to be the officer of the year, you know, be voted on by very very important people. But you know, I am excited to have a special guest on today, Chris. And the special guest is a huge friend of the pod. Well, this person actually won. What, what, what do we call that when we everybody voted on their favorite episode? Was it just the, the best guest ever? Best guest ever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this person won. Well, second best. The director won the. Yeah, that's a good point. Way to way to clear that up, Chris. Uh, yeah, so second best guest ever on Field Days podcast. This person won uh, a poll, and we got to replay his episode. And I'm sure everybody knows who it is at this point. It is the ARU Lieutenant Charles Levins, and I am super excited to have you back on Field Days, Mister Lieutenant. Well, it's an honor to be back as your number two and not the number one. Yeah, but I'm going to keep striving to better myself and. I will pass the director at some point. Yes. Well, um, we'll, we'll cut that out. Don't worry. We'll, we, we, can, we can edit this. She does listen. <laughs> yeah, she does listen. She does listen. <laughs> but we have you on today because, you know, Steve works for you. 
and you yeah. nominated Steve, um, and Steve is an awesome guy who does one heck of a job, you know, helping keep Michigan safer. I just wanted to have you on to kind of talk about Steve and, number one, why you nominated him. What's Steve like as an employee? Sure. He's, he's a great guy. I actually met Steve back in, I guess, the mid-90s or late-90s. We went to ERT you don't, school. You don't look that old. You don't look You look like you started, like, in the last five or ten years. i you my medical record, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. A little bit different. But anyways, yeah, like I said, I met Steve uh, at ERT school back in the 90s, and we really never kept in touch or anything, but I knew who he was, and we ran across each other maybe a couple times throughout our career. And then around probably about five or six years ago, he interviewed for a position with the abscond unit down in the metro region, which was actually at that time led by a different lieutenant. And when he did his interview, I immediately remembered who he was. Uh, and he just had a fantastic interview. One of the things he talked about was that he was hoping to help people that are out there struggling a little bit. He's a guy that likes to help people. He doesn't want any notoriety or an acknowledgement. He just gets a thorough joy, I believe, of just trying to help others uh, that are in bad situations or try to give them some advice to get them in the right direction. So he's, he's one of those guys, and you can even see in his off-duty efforts too, he volunteers as a little league umpire. Uh, I remember a couple years ago he told me he had to take a few days off because he actually went to umpire school in some other state. He's that dedicated. That's great. And it was way cool. I was like, wow, I didn't even know they had such a thing. So he, he does that. Um, he's helped with the festival they have out in his small hometown out there. Uh, to raise money for the fire department, for the community. And he's just an all-around good guy. Um, he's an incredible dad, an amazing, uh, a devoted uh, husband as well. And he just takes life pretty seriously. One of the things, too, in the interview he talked about was some of his greatest accomplishments was actually, when he served in the military, was actually taking care of his soldiers when they were overseas. And I was like, wow, that really hit home for me because that's really what it's about, is especially in a supervisor position or a position of authority. It's about really taking care of those that either work around you or work, work under you. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. I know you have, you know, you have roughly 30-ish, you, have, you know, 20, 28 um, mm-hmm. investigators, yes, right? Sir. And I, it's got to be hard because I, I know all of the individuals that work for you do some amazing stuff. They're, they're dedicated. At the drop of a hat, we'll stop what they're doing, go into work. I, obviously, you just talked a lot about Steve, but what made Steve stand out this year for you to nominate him over everybody else? You know, that's a great question. And you're right. We have uh, 27 investigators. At any given time, I could nominate any one of those investigators to be the department's officer of the year. They're very self-sufficient. There's no integrity issues. You hit a key point, they will respond no matter what. They will answer their phone after hours. They don't get on-call pay or anything like that. But they're very uh, devoted to this job and our mission. They really enjoy what they do. But with Steve, though, he about two or three years ago, he was actually invited to join one of the U.S. Marshal Task Force down in Macomb County. And one of the things we do see sometimes when some of our guys become part of a task force is that sometimes their arrest numbers for the Department of Corrections go down slightly because not only are they working Department of Corrections cases, they're working federal cases, state cases, local cases for very violent uh, people out there in the community. Um, but that wasn't the case with him. What I actually saw was an increase in arrest numbers. And nearly every month he's leading the, leading the unit or in the top three of arrests for the month. And I said, wow, this guy's got great time management. He still is taking care of the home team. He gets our mission and still keeping the public safe while helping other agencies with their cases as well. And last fall, we were at some Marshall training up in Alpena. And I couldn't tell you the number of people from the Macomb area and the metro region that were part of these task forces that came up and said, hey, you're Cookland's boss, and I said, yeah. And that just the compliments from these guys are like, this guy does everything for us. He's always available. He helps us in every case. Uh, he goes above and beyond every single day. And that's when I really started to take, I shouldn't say take notice, but 
from outside agencies that have no skin in the game at all saying, hey, listen, your guy helped us on this case. They took time to write letters. I mean, that's very rare these days. I never see letters from anybody. I'll get a quick text. I'll get a quick phone call. But these guys actually took time to write letters to let me know exactly what he's doing out there and how he's, he's actually keeping the community safe out there. And, and that's kind of what put him a, a little bit above some of the other investigators on our team. And I know this is supposed to be about Steve, but certainly I think it says a lot about you and your leadership because for the last two years now, the council has selected an ARU member as the, one of the top five uh, officers of the year. So you're definitely, you're, I, we know you're one of our, obviously one of our favorite podcast guests, but you're also one of our favorite employees because you're doing some great work there and your people are shining because of the environment that I think you create uh, and lets them uh, do the kind of work that they do. Uh, I, I appreciate that, Chris, but... Really, I, we've just got a great selection process and a hiring process now. We're looking for the best and the brightest in our department. We had an opportunity several years ago to change the civil service rules a little bit to allow people for, with other experience from outside agencies or retirees from the marshal service or the state police that have experience in this job to actually apply for our position. And I, I was against that. I said I'd really like to keep this internally open just for our employees, for our department. Uh, it gives people a chance to strive, especially if you've got those real hard go-getters that really have a goal in life or really want to do something different for the department, that we give these guys a fair shot to get that opportunity. And I think the key thing, too, is really to just to try to try to make sure I've got everybody's back for the most part, as much as I can. Uh, sometimes decisions are made. I can't change those. And we, the guys are very accepting of it. Um, they get it. They understand that change is inevitable sometimes. They believe in our mission. I think it's just a, a good example, and I'm not trying to talk about myself, but that if you really take care of your employees and put them before your own needs, um, it'll pay dividends in the end. That's very well said. And I know um, we talked about a little bit about the numbers when Steve was on. You know, can you tell us just kind of cursory kind of discussion about numbers? I mean, you were you were upwards of two thousand absconders, right? Prior to creating a metro region or excuse me, a metro absconder unit back in two thousand nine, we had nearly I think almost twenty five hundred pro absconders statewide, and since we've put that team together and implemented it, and then blended the two teams together back in two thousand and fourteen, we brought those numbers from down from about twenty five hundred. I think the number was twenty four eighty six to this month. We're at nine thirty nine now. So thousand. We're under 1,000. It's, like, it's like a 61 or 62% reduction based on the model we're using and the support of our chain of command. That really helps a lot, too. Yeah. Well, that, that's, I mean, those are, those are huge numbers. What that means is you guys are making a difference. And, you know, Steve is, Steve is awesome. We can't thank you enough, for number one, for nominating him because, you know, as an FOA employee, I, I'm totally on board with him. Sure, that's, I think sure. that's awesome. Um, he's earned it. He's done a great job this year. Thank you for coming on and talking about Steve a little bit. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, he's very deserving of the award, and uh, I look forward to the banquet where he receives his award. He doesn't have a lot to say a lot of times. He's going to have to give a little speech there. This should be interesting. And I'm hoping that he gives a speech before he eats his dessert because I'm going to eat his dessert. <laughs> well, it's always fun to have Lieutenant Levins on, Chris. I'm glad we were able to get him on so we're, you know, he could have a few words and talk about Steve Cooklin's. He, he didn't make fun of our pants. I know. So that, that's good. Yeah, usually he says, we. what, what are we? Uh, hipsters. Hipsters, that's what he says, yes, with skinny jeans. No, it's great to have both those guys on. They do some amazing work for the ARU, and uh, it's nice to have them on to kind of talk about the great work that they're doing. But let's get down to some uh, department business, Chris. Last week was Administrative Professionals Day. I don't know, did you do anything, Chris, for your administrative professional? I, I don't have a secretary or administrative professional in my oh. life, other than Sandy, who, but she doesn't work for me, but she does so much work. She does, that's, f- why, I was, I was, yes. that's why I was going oh, with yeah. that. I hope yes. you... I hope you 
We always appreciate Sandy. Yes. Okay. It was great. I, hopefully, you know, everybody out there was able to appreciate their staff for, for what they do every day because, you know, administrative professionals are a huge part of our business and what we do, uh, especially in FOA and I know in CFA too. So, And I saw they had their own conference on the FOA side. They did, yeah. The Metro, very cool. the Metro Territory Administrative Support Staff had a conference last week. It looked like there was some yoga or something going yeah, on. I it saw like some dance stretching. moves. It was, I, yeah, yeah, I swear. It was I saw different it. than most conferences I I've saw been to. Region Manager Aaron Smith, I, he was doing some... Some uh, walk I hurt my hurt my back just watching. Yeah, watching. I know. Yeah, they did. That's a good point. And, and I heard it. It was very well done. Great speakers. Great environment. Great place. So huge shout out to all of our staff out there. Definitely deserve a huge shout out because you do so much for us. So uh, last week too, FOA had their Scram Awards. Chris, the affection, Scram. Did you win a Scrammy? known as the Scrammies. Did you win a Scrammy? No, I wasn't up for the award. I okay. wasn't nominated. There was a lot of it's awesome good staff for that. There was a lot of awesome staff there who who definitely deserved uh, their Scrammy. Lots of agents were recognized. It was in Lansing at the Historical Museum. Which I wish, wish you would have invited me because there was a CMU alum I saw was your keynote speaker. So. You'll never be invited to anything FOA, Chris. So, uh, yeah. But, no, it was great. It was, there was wonderful staff there. It, it was great to, to see them all and see them be recognized. And I know you guys put some pictures out on social media. Yeah, we'll have some the in event. the newsletter as well. Yeah. So congratulations to all, all the agents who were recognized and doing some really great work with SCRAM, um, our alcohol monitoring technology. Last week was also, Chris, Take Your Kids to Work Day. And I know I brought my kids last year. Uh, they were not allowed back this year, so they didn't come back. But I know your kids were here, right? Yeah, this was the third year for my son, my second year for my daughter. And okay. yeah, they, were, they were missing the strap kids, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe next year. I think they were fired. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I had a chance to hang out with your kids a little bit that day. Really well behaved, which was surprising, having to be your kids. But, uh, yeah, they, they were fun. They, they hung out with some meetings that we went to. And did they, did they have fun? Yeah, I think so. I think they had, they had a good time. They always enjoy uh, all the uh, stuff at the beginning of the day when they get to try on some of the things and see what the, the kind of materials that ERT and, and some of our transportation staff use. They didn't tase anybody, did they? Uh, no, they did not. But they had, they, they did make the uh, ankle bracelet or the <laughs> uh, the stun cuff uh, spark a little bit, and they got, they got to see that. So that was uh, – obviously, they weren't wearing it at the time, but they they got to see how – how, how, it how you don't want to ever have one on you. But no, they had a really good time, and it was really nice to see how many people participated. The director said this was the biggest crowd that she's ever uh, entertained uh, in terms of students. There was a lot of kids around the office that day, and uh, it, it was fun, um, but we also know that, sadly, most of our staff don't get to participate, so we participate knowing full well that that's the case, and uh, we wish that more staff could do that because it's really important, I think, yeah. for our staff, and, and especially their families, to see and try to understand exactly what it is that they do every day because they have a very <coughs> difficult job, and and yes. it's probably hard to get right, get their heads around, it, especially at such a young age. But speaking of having your children know what you do, I think you and they still your, don't. I they think you interviewed your kids. I think I think we'll go to that, and they have no, they still have no idea they, what you they do. They still right? have no idea. So why don't we go to them trying to figure out what you do? All right, we're here on New Field Days podcast. Who's here with me? Brandon, Sarah. And what are you guys doing here today? It's take your kid to work day, so Dad bring us here today. And where are you at? The Department of Corrections. And what's the Department of Corrections do? They work for the jails. Yeah, the prisons, yep. And prisons. Lots, lots of other stuff. What does Daddy do here? What do you think I do, Sarah? Um, Make corrections. <laughs> Make corrections, yeah. That's what it's called, the Department of the Corrections. Did you have fun today? Yes. Yes. What was your favorite part? Um, going to see the Capitol. We didn't go to see the Capitol. Yes, we did. Well, we saw the building, but we didn't go inside. Yeah, we did. My favorite part was the, the beginning when they let you have all the, like, police gear and you got to put it on. That's fun. Mm-hmm. You guys want to do it again next year? Sure, yeah. Yeah, you're going to keep coming back every year? Yep. Yeah. 
Anything else that you guys want to say? Anything else that you guys really liked and you enjoyed doing? Um, my other favorite part was going to out to eat. Yeah. Anything else? So do you have anything else to say? If you have a job, think you can do it. Well, wasn't that adorable? Gout's kids talking about what their dad does and what they enjoyed throughout the day. So um, I think we're going to fire you. We found somebody else that can be you can be fired for and, uh, and take over. If there weren't child labor laws, I'm <laughs> sure there's probably some rule against uh, them doing, even doing podcasts. They can gladly take my role over on, on the podcast. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Brandon, come on come on in and uh, co-host with your dad. But, you know, Chris, this week is another important week to, to thank staff for what they do. Do you know what this week is? Oh, boy. Is it Shakespeare's birthday? It is not. That was that was last week. Okay. Um, this week still is, catching up. It's correction... Correctional Employees Appreciation Week. Of course it is. Yes. This all is kidding, all kidding aside, yeah. it's, it's, it's very important week to you know thank the, the wonderful staff and the dedicated staff that we have working in the Department of Corrections because they do some amazing work. And it's not just amazing, it, it makes a difference. What you do matters, and, and it really does. It has an impact on people's lives. It has an impact on their families' lives, their kids' lives uh, long term. So we cannot thank each one of our employees, no matter what you do in the department, uh, we can't thank you enough for, for coming here every day and making a difference. Hopefully everybody's out there this week, next week, celebrating their staff. I know on Thursday, yeah, the staff at GVP are having a cookout, right? Yeah, cookout. So I'll be out there with all the deputy directors the director, and others. Yeah, uh, the, the director. Serving burgers. And, and her, uh, her her EPT team, uh, yeah. executive policy team, will be out serving burgers and hot dogs and uh, lots of fun stuff. I can't wait to go through the line, Chris, and be served by you. I'll make sure to take my gloves take off. Take advantage of that. And uh, no, I will not be tipping you for, for, for serving me, but uh, it's a great time to take time to celebrate the staff that you have working for you that make that do such a, a wonderful job and, and, and make a difference in the Department of Corrections. So just make sure you order your burger spit free. Just be, just be clear on that. <laughs> that's so gross. That's so gross. But uh, hey, I think that's uh, I think that's about enough. I think it's covered a lot of ground. Had some great uh, guests on. We're looking forward to uh, seeing uh, Mr. Cooklin uh, at the uh, Employee Awards Banquet next week, right. and also to find out whether or not he was able to eat his dessert or whether or not uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Levins stole, uh, stole it. it from him during his speech. So <laughs> well, he better have a quick speech then. Yeah. Seriously, congratulations to uh, Steve Cooklin on winning this year's Corrections Officer of the Year Award. We look forward to having on more winners from the banquet in the, in the future, right? Absolutely. So stay tuned to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC as well as the FOA account at MDOCFOA and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.